The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The advice given on this show is for informational purposes only. It is not intended as investment advice. Please consult a financial advisor before undertaking any investment decisions. While the show's producers have tried to provide accurate and timely information and have relied on sources they believe to be reliable, the show may include inadvertent technical or factual inaccuracies. Ken Smith and Ethan Broga do not warrant the accuracy or completeness of the materials provided and expressly disclaim any warranties or merchantability or fitness for a particular purpose. You are now about to take a journey with professional advisors Ken Smith and Ethan Broga on Empirical Investing Radio. Fasten your seatbelts. You're going to need them. Just because the hosts have a sense of humor does not mean their advice won't change your life. Good afternoon and welcome to Empirical Investing Radio. I'm Ken Smith, Certified Financial Planner and CEO of Seattle-based wealth management firm, Empirical Wealth Management. Along with me today is Ethan Broga. Hey, Good Ken. afternoon. How's it going? It's going well. How are you today? Good. Ethan's also a certified financial planner with a master's degree in financial planning and that of our financial planning committee down at the firm. Mm-hmm. Ethan, uh, it's going to be a good show today, as usual. That's um, right. Yeah. Good to see you. We're going to talk a little bit uh, about... Um, Client, let's, we're going to go in the mailbag we haven't done in a while. Excellent. A question I've gotten recently. Um, and, then, and then we're going to finish up our discussion about uh, risk-managed portfolios. And uh, we had talked about over the last couple of weeks. What's that background noise, Ethan? I think Simon's doing something in the background here. Simon's uh, fooling around. Oh, so. I see he's getting his tools out. Oh, okay. And um, Simon, if you could keep it down to a dull roar, we're trying to do a show here. And uh, as you've seen, the statistics of the show is growing rapidly, leaps and bounds. Um, I think we're up 50% in listenership. Thousands and thousands of clicks now. Yeah, like great. It's a clicking frenzy. Amazing. So if you are interested, that reminds me of uh, potentially advertising on our program. Uh, we will give you, as a preferred listener, a sweet deal, a smoking deal to um, to be a part of the show. So... We'd love to have have you on as one of our paid advertisers, and again, it will be a very reasonable price, right, Ethan? Absolutely. Give us a call if that's of interest to you at one eight hundred nine two three four three zero seven, or email us at contact at empiradio.com. That's e m is in Mary p i radio radio dot com, and. Uh, other reasons, Ethan, they might give us a call or email us. You want to throw those out? Yeah, of course, as we've mentioned in the past and uh, in, in previous radio shows, if you're an individual investor looking for some help, you'd like uh, perhaps a, 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 a secondary or a third-party uh, opinion on your current investment strategy, if you'd like some evaluation of your current investments, or just to see if you're on track to meet your goals, whether they be 
Go ahead. Logging on a computer, as the uh, case may be, or uh, look, we're multitaskers. Simon's got a lot of computers <laughs> to set up here, so apologize right, no. for that. No, seriously though, if you're interested in uh, doing some retirement planning, you want to see if you're on the right track. Um, any number of other financial topics, we definitely can help you out with, and we, frankly, we'd love to hear from you. So, our number is eight hundred nine two three four three zero seven. I think we probably would also honor anybody who gave us a call uh, or email today would also send you a free book. We yeah. have a couple of really send good books. A free the, book. A couple of good, good books on the bookshelf. We'd love love to share with you. And you really have nothing to lose. I mean, giving us a call, we we've got a lot of tools and resources, um, and we don't we don't put any pressure on anyone to hire us as their ongoing portfolio manager. Right. Um, and if they wanted some hourly advice beyond what we do just for free, we really just want to help. We want to know that you're out there listening. And uh, we, if you look at the type of investing we do, it's um, we were talking about it this morning, mm-hmm. Ethan, our investment committee discussion, that um, you know we have a mission to educate the, the investing public that there is a better way to do it uh, through science and academic research on how to construct and maximize uh, your investment experience. And unfortunately, it's probably less than 20% of individuals out there invest the way that we do. Yet the way that we invest uh, outperforms over the long run, the types of strategies that we promote, have outperformed 80 to 90 plus percent of the traditional active stock and market timing strategies out there. Mm -hmm. So you have an approach that's beat 90% of the strategies, but yet only has uh, still a smaller part of the investment dollars investing in it. By far. And to us, that's very perplexing. And we want to get that get that knowledge out there because we, you know, as advisors, we want to see people do well. Right. And uh, so Yeah, I know I both of us, Ken, and everybody at our firm, um, you know, we, we receive a lot of uh, personal satisfaction in helping people make consistently smart financial decisions. And, uh, you know, we talked about it this morning in our, one of our meetings and, just a couple of, of client examples here over the last week that, man, I, I'm very, very happy that I get to do what I actually do for folks on an ongoing basis. I mean, it makes a significant difference in people's lives, to the positive side, I should say. And uh, it's pretty rewarding, that's for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, that being said, uh, give us a call. We'd love to help you out. And, if again, if you're an advisor out there, you've been listening to our program for a while and, and hearing the kinds of things we're doing, to help clients and put their interests first, give us a call too. We'd love to, um, you know, stay tuned and uh, be ready for an empirical office near you because our goal is to establish um, our style of advice uh, all around the country. So exactly, I, I, we have a, a dream to and a vision that we want to realize to help investors do a better job. And clearly, if only less than twenty percent of investors are investing the way that we do. Uh, which the way that we do is basically going to the, some of the smartest academics in the world and saying, hey, what does is, what is empirical evidence show us on how to build a portfolio, how to maximize your opportunity to get to retirement successfully and get through it? Um, I don't know. Even if that, if, if to me it seems like more people should be doing it. And the only reason that you and I have been able to come up with when we're putting our heads together on this is that there is an overwhelming industry that's got billions of dollars to throw um, <laughs> yeah. at at making people believe that the world is still flat and it's it's not round. Right. Um, you know what I mean? That 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 the the sun re- revolves around us. Right. <laughs> um, 
And I guess, you know, that, that's the sad part about our, our industry. Yeah, today. it's too bad that there's a large economic incentive for, for a lot of firms, frankly, to do mislead folks to do, them, do the right thing, to help separate you from your money. And obviously, we don't, we're not big fans of that at all. In fact, that's why one of our missions is to, to over help, help you overcome that type of thing and, and do what's best for you. Yeah, become an evidence-based investor. And um, the evidence is overwhelmingly um, supports structured asset class global diversification, um, the approach that we take in a variety of ways in building and constructing these portfolios. Right. So, and we're, so we're going to get back to the presentation we were working on, just explaining that things like hedge funds, things like stock picking, um, things like subscribing to market timing letters or gurus um, are, are not necessary and in, in most cases cause a lot more harm than good in spite of the fact that there are a few individuals that will go into the casino and actually win or a few people that buy a lottery ticket and win. And most of us would agree that putting a dollar or two towards a lottery ticket is not in any way a bad thing to do. Mm-hmm. It's fun, it's exciting, and could pay off. But most of us get it when it comes to would we put our entire retirement uh, fund into buying lottery tickets. Yeah. I don't see that a lot because most people are, do understand that risk-return trade-off. However, when it comes to investing, because of the overwhelming amount of media bias and, and uh, Wall Street um, uh, you know, incentives, mm-hmm. uh, people are putting their retirement accounts in the equivalent of buying lottery tickets. Uh, and it's something that we're, we're going to do anything we can to change and be a part of being on the, you know, not being on the dark side, as it were. Right. It's kind of like, I mean, if, you, if the, the lotto ticket's a good example. I mean, who's the real winner in this in that scenario? Well, it's the state, right? They, they receive lots of revenue from it. Yeah. And what they pay out, obviously, You're gonna is, get burned. Is, much, <laughs> is much smaller than what they actually pay out. And it's the same type of thing with the casino. No one, most people don't anyway walk into a casino thinking they're going to walk out richer or better off, certainly not on a consistent basis. And the real winner in that scenario is, guess who? It's the casino. That's right. And that's the, that's the side of the fence we want to be on as investors. And we, one way you win the game is basically without playing the game. You establish yourself as the house, or in this case, the state of, <laughs> state of Washington, right, that produces the game. Um, you let others play, and you'll win. You know, and it's, it's, it's interesting because... Um, when we talk about this, you know, there, there there's guys like Peter Lynch who, when when I was earlier in my career, was writing books about you know one up on Wall Street and how mm-hmm. how the individual can actually beat Wall Street um, at their game. And his view was that you're you have advantages in the way that you could pick individual stocks, you know, because of the limitations say a mutual fund has on how they have to diversify and or. When money starts coming in, it really can kill the returns. And that's all true. Mm-hmm. Very, that's empirically tested and, and found to be true. Um, but, and subsequently, I mean, and over time, Peter Lynch himself has admitted that most people, the time and effort they put into picking stocks and choosing the right funds hasn't paid off. And how can he deny it? I mean, how can any of these guys, I mean, in the face of the overwhelming evidence, it, they'd be, you know, have to look pretty foolish if they actually tried to deny that hard evidence. Right. But my point is, there is a way to beat Wall Street at their own game. And we'll talk about that, I think, as we talk about this first question. But there is a way to beat Wall Street at its own game. And it's, as you said, don't play the game. You know, let them do what they're going to do. But 
you utilize them. There's a way to actually use them. Let them expend the cost and take advantage of whoever it is they're going to continue to take advantage. But you don't be the sucker mm-hmm. and let that work work for you. And we'll talk a little bit about about what that means um, and uh, what what Ken French, a, a, a academic from Dartmouth, who's done a lot of research with Eugene Fahm on um, markets and capital yeah. markets. and was on our show earlier. Yeah, he's been on our show. And um, how he talked about the cost, he wrote a paper called The Cost of Active Management. Mm-hmm. And while firms spend a lot of money on research, mutual fund complexes, Wall Street firms, uh, hiring professionals to identify inefficiencies in the market and try to exploit those so they can package them and put them into fund strategies that they can sell at reasonably high expense ratio. Um, they put a lot of money into that, which in effect makes the market very, very hard to beat, harder and harder to beat. The more of these guys that are out there and the more resources they put at, it, at doing it. Sure. Um, in fact, the vast majority of trades are institutional. The individual investors, a very small percentage of what actually did and and securities held. So in a, <clears throat> in that respect, all that work they do and the high fees that they charge and the trading costs that they incur moving in and out of securities, it keeps the market very efficient so that by just saying, hey, I'm not going to play that game and participating in the market returns, you are more likely to beat all of those strategies um, and the other investors are paying that cost for you. Mm-hmm. So there's a little bit of a free lunch there, free ride in that. Right. Yeah. Um, their yeah. refusal to embrace the science or the the data on the, how markets really work, um, because of their strong economic incentive, can work to, hugely to your favor. I would just add one thing that I know we're coming up on time here. Okay. Just that simply that in any one year, what you said is exactly true. But the longer time goes on, the more the odds become stacked in your favor. Yeah, so any, that's true. any one year it's greater than fifty fifty, right. but as you move through time, it's even the compounding effect that is amazing. Let's pick this up and then we'll move on. When we get back. We'll All be right. right back. Quick break. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Are you an individual investor looking for a trusted financial advisor? Or are you a financial professional looking to connect with a world-class wealth management firm? My name is Simon Liu, Portfolio Manager with Empirical Wealth Management, inviting you to contact us at 1-800-923-4307. That's 1-800-923-4307. Or visit our website at empiricalfs.com. That's E-M-P-I-R-I-C-A-L-F-S.com. Our mission at Empirical is to provide clients with the most effective, unbiased investment and financial planning advice available. Empirical is changing the way investment advice is delivered by striving to put our clients' interests first. Call us now to get started with a no-cost, no-obligation discovery process. The number again is 1-800-923-4307. Or you can begin this process on our website at EmpiricalFS.com. 
the incidence of autism has increased at an alarming rate. Approximately 1 in 150 children are affected by autism, giving autism the undesired ranking as the most prevalent childhood developmental disorder in the U.S. 67 children will be diagnosed today. That is nearly one child every 20 minutes. Autism One, a conversation of hope, brought to you by Enzymedica, hosted by Terry Aranga, illuminates how right now there is more reason than ever for individuals with autism spectrum disorders and their families to have the best hope for the bride's future. Autism is treatable and given appropriate therapies, children are recovering. With well-known researchers and doctors, members of Congress, and expert service providers from a wide range of disciplines, Terry offers interviews and insights highlighting the progress in areas related to autism spectrum disorders such as biomedical research and treatment, communication, education, and behavioral modalities, sociological and philosophical issues, and legislative advocacy and insurance concerns. Autism One, a conversation of hope, broadcasts each Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Autism One, a conversation of hope. Through education and conversation, there is hope. What would you do if you knew that you could not fail? The Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile is a radio forum for some of the world's most influential people in the fields of health, wellness, and human potential. Dr. Pat brings together and introduces visionary scientists and futurists, environmentalists, educators, business leaders, inventors, filmmakers, authors, artists, mystics, and healers who inspire and support individual and collective growth and positive cultural shifts. This award-winning radio show empowers the listening community to be the change they want to see in the world. Tune in every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific for the Dr. Pat show with Dr. Pat Basile, radio to thrive by. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Empirical Investing Radio with Ken Smith and co-host Ethan Broga. To call into the program with a question or comment, please dial 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to contact at empiradio.com. Now, back to Ken and Ethan. All righty then. Welcome back to Empirical Investing Radio. We're just uh, setting the stage here, Ethan, and we were talking about uh, the uh, the notion that that the vast majority, and I mean, we're talking probably over eighty percent of investors are not engaged in the investment strategy that science and the academics have shown us would give them the highest likelihood of success. And our mission is to change, to be a part of changing that. Right. And so we were just chatting about um, the, the fact that Wall Street, because of their huge financial incentives to sell very expensive products and generate trading fees and other things, um, have been able to perpetuate a lie for quite some time, that this idea of somebody picking a few stocks or timing you in and out of the market or um, some of the more traditional conventional wisdom of how investment should work, that how they've been able to continue to sell this stuff when time after time it's been shown to be a huge failure. Right. And you were saying, hey, the, the, what part of that confusion is is that in any one year you'll expect um, a pretty good chunk of these guys to do better than, say, a general stock market index. It's part of the, the reason why people are having a hard time getting onto this is that it it's when you get over to 10, 10 years, 
15, 20, 30 years that you see that it's 90 plus percent. And in some studies, 99% of the managers have had added no value. Right. I mean, the odds are in any one year, as we know, aren't, aren't good. I think the last study I saw um, showed that about a third uh, of the active folks beat their relative index over the one-year period. Uh, over the, the next three years, that percentage dropped, I think it was around to around 10% over the, uh, a three-year period of time. And then after five years, it was it was less than one percent. Yeah. So for that, for you to be as investor to consistently uh, choose to be play the active game, you simply are just the you don't understand the odds of how it works. You're not going to consistently pick the right person who is going to be in the top one percent every year, and that's that makes it extremely difficult for you to get better returns. And so, again, what we were saying before is you win actually by not playing that game at all. No. And over the course of time, certainly over your investment horizon. Um, and for many folks, that's you know years, 10, 5, 20, 30 years or more, over that period of time to give yourself the best opportunity to get the best returns you can for the amount of risk you're willing to take is really by not playing the active game at all. And when just to take that a step further, because I think people maybe often say, hey, I'm not doing that. I just own a few of my own stock picks or right. bonds that I've picked. And that, in my view, is even more dangerous than hiring a set of diversified active fund managers. So that is not at all what we're suggesting you do, um, because at least if you did own actively managed funds, it's likely most investors will buy several of them, and they will get at least several hundred to a thousand securities. And basically what I see a lot of, Ethan, is that investors who are buying actively managed mutual funds kind of wind up with a closet index fund that's just a little more expensive. And less tax efficient. Right. But at least, and, and the reason why I like that better than them just holding on to a few securities is it's a lot less dangerous from a, a market-driven event situation. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you, you could be, uh, there's so many examples. You could have worked for Washington Mutual and ha had a lot of their company stock here recently. You could have been unwise and not diversified that position. And if you didn't, because you just felt, hey, the company's a great company, I actually work here, I think things are going to go great. And for a long period of time, that was true, except then it wasn't. And if you own that stock, you lost everything. Right. So the risk inherent in a strategy like that, and particularly as you are entering retirement, uh, is so significant. You have to diversify in order to keep your wealth. Um, and e even if it means that you're going to be using actively managed funds, at least you'll have some broad diversification and likely include other asset classes. Yeah. So the, the, the likelihood of any one specific event, you know, Ruining your wealth is not, not very high. So you can't be fooled, right, Ethan, that a guy like, say, a Ken Fisher, who who's written stuff about, well, mutual funds are inferior. I don't like them. And he's working in a, in a I believe, a fee-based situation, right? He charges a, yeah, a just right. like we do. He's, right. I'm sure he's a registered investment advisor. Mm -hmm. But he's horrible for people, in, my, in our view, uh, because he, the fact that he's trading in and out of stocks and moving people in and out of markets... And not using mutual funds that he's using individual securities um, does not make his strategy any better, you know. And and yeah, there are flaws that we've we were just talking about of a, the, the the complex of how a mutual fund has to operate. But those same flaws, if he's buying the same stocks for his entire group, if he had a billion or two billion under whatever he's got under management, um, and his group starts moving people in and out of individual stocks. The market impact costs and all the other bad things that go along with that still are there. Um, not to mention the fact that it's highly unlikely that he's adding any value when you adjust for the way that he invests. 
um, which is very hard because he's all over the board, but he may own small companies, which we know historically have done far better than large, and have some high return and then say, well, the, the S&P is my benchmark. There's just so many games and shenanigans that go on to that side of the business. And I think a lot of the advisors who, who leave the investment warehouse world and wind up doing an investment, an RIA, a registered investment advisory, but still decide to engage in a losing proposition clients through their active stuff, I think it's because they're, they're still been trained um, to ignore the research on, on and, and they don't really understand the value that an advisor should bring to the table. A 1% management fee for all the things that we do and the way that we're using the investment structure is an enormously good value without us having to pick a group of 10 stocks or 20 stocks or 30 stocks. Or, um, and I just think that they, in most cases, don't realize that. And so they feel that that's the only way they can keep their job. Right. I mean, I, I, clearly, if, uh, if, unfortunately, if somebody could predict the future uh, with any specific company or even general macroeconomic conditions <laughs> and, and get the timing right as well, there would be some significant value in that. But, but yeah, but the track records for all the, for those activities are just so poor; it makes no sense to, to to pursue it. That being said, Ethan, let's move into our our mailbag segment. Okay, how great. do you feel about that? You feeling? I'm feeling ready. Let's do it. Simo, you, you, you've got mail. Can you dig the into mail. that mailbag? The mail is here. Ooh. Mail call. Get wow, it's a, it's a big bag today. Oh, yeah. Lots of stuff oh boy, well, a lot of stuff we got to dig around. Okay, so I. Uh, one of our clients, and um, who happens to also be a personal friend of mine, um, and uh, most of our clients are become good friends of ours, but but he happened to be a, a personal friend before he became a client, and he came across a uh, um, a website with a video from a company called uh, Stansberry Research, and um, they have a, a, a very gimmicky video, um, and I'm going to play a little bit of it. And basically, they're saying, "Hey, this the the world is coming to an end again." And they're claiming that they claiming to have accurately predicted the first financial crisis, and told their investors to get out of certain stocks like Lehman or um, Fannie or Freddie Mae and the, uh, one of those companies. Uh, so we'll, we'll we'll play the clip, and I think he talks about it. And we'll probably have to break and come back to this. Uh, and what I want to do is play this, um, express what the question, the concern is when people hear this kind of stuff, and then explain why we think investors should completely ignore most of this kind of stuff. Um, so here's a, this is I'm to some audiences. Uh, viewer discretion is advised. Hello, my name is Porter Stansberry. A little over ten years ago, I founded Stansberry and Associates Investment Research. It has become one of the largest and most recognized investment research companies in the world, serving hundreds of thousands of subscribers and more than 120 countries. So there's a, a you may know of our firm because right, of the work here. we did over the last several years helping investors avoid the big disasters associated with Wall Street's collapse. We warned investors to avoid Fannie and Freddie, Bear Stearns, Lehman Brothers, and General Motors, right. and dozens of yeah. other companies that have since collapsed. We even helped our subscribers find opportunities to profit from these moves by shorting stocks and buying put options. That would have been nice. To my knowledge, no other research firm in the world Nobody else can match our record of correctly predicting the catastrophe yeah. that occurred in 2008. That's a good disclaimer. But right. that's not why I created this video. 
Okay. I reference our success and experience with Walt. So I'm going to pause on that, Ethan. Um, he goes on, and I tried to listen as much as I could, to talk about the issue of our currency um, being devaluated. And it has been has been declining. Um, and ultimately, countries that are like Mexico taking some of the Mexican banks, taking us, uh, no longer accepting dollar-denominated uh, deposits and things like that. And um, goes on to talk about how certain institutions <laughs> here will be taking euros and Sorry. pesos and stuff. This makes me laugh a little bit. I, I just know, yeah. Okay. Well, I, hey, there's there in every scam, there are, are a lot of elements of truth. Right. That's what makes them a good scam. Right. And so there's a lot of this is factual. I looked it up myself. Right. And a lot of the things that he talked about, um, and Tim Geithner uh, just made a statement, hey, we're not going to devalue the currency. And China's pissed off. And um, Mexico just devalued their currency last week, the peso. Yeah. Just last week devalued theirs. Like literally uh, wasn't like an inherent like inflation thing, but they the government decided to do that. Right. I just find that funny and that they wouldn't accept dollars now. Right. Now, when we think about the funny, and so uh, hold on one second before I want to set this up. And right. s- you got to savor it a little bit here, Ethan. Sure. Um, but when we think about this, I so I did a little look up on this individual and the company, and uh, one of the things I found is you know this guy's name is Porter Stansberry. And it says a headline: Porter Stansberry and pirate investor scam is nailed in SEC investment fraud lawsuit. Uh, why don't you simmer on that for a second, and um, we'll co- we got to take a quick break. We'll come back, and I want to read through some of this uh, this lawsuit. All right, and then we'll come back to again uh, why we think you should take a lot of this with a grain of salt. We'll be right back. markets up or down or if you're looking to improve your portfolio our experts are ready to talk to you call now toll free 866-472-5790 that's 866-472-5790 voice america business network are you an individual investor looking for a trusted financial advisor or are you a financial professional looking to connect with a world-class wealth management firm my name is Simon Liu, Portfolio Manager with Empirical Wealth Management, inviting you to contact us at 1-800-923-4307. That's 1-800-923-4307. Or visit our website at EmpiricalFS.com. That's E-M-P-I-R-I-C-A-L-F-S.com. Our mission at Empirical is to provide clients with the most effective, unbiased investment and financial planning advice available. Empirical is changing the way investment advice is delivered by striving to put our clients' interests first. Call us now to get started with a no-cost, no-obligation discovery process. The number again is 1-800-923-4307. Or you can begin this process on our website at EmpiricalFS.com. Never be satisfied. Let that be a lesson you take away from Double Time with Double D, featuring businessman and former NFL star Dave Duerson. 
We'll talk about the NFL with special focuses on the game itself, and Double D will take your calls and answer your emails live on the show. It's not Football 101, but rather an in-depth look in the locker room, on the field, away from the field, and opening up the mind of the player. The program will also feature positive messages. So tune in to Double Time with Double D, Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. There's a course offered on 7th Wave Network that you never saw offered in college. One that provides information on how to transform ancient wisdom teachings into everyday life. You'll learn how to create from your spirit and explore the world with all of your senses. Participation is encouraged. Enroll in Spirituality 101, the course you can't afford to miss with your host, Reverend Norma. Class is in session every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time in your favorite classroom, 7th Wave Network. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Empirical Investing Radio with Ken Smith and co-host Ethan Broga. To call into the program with a question or comment, please dial 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to contact at empiradio.com. Now, back to Ken and Ethan. All right, welcome back to Empirical Investing Radio. Ethan, we're talking about... uh, a client question. They a client had watched a, a video that's online from a newsletter purveyor. It was basically predicting the um, collapse of of our, the U.S. stock market in general. Um, and um, it, the I, as I was listening to this, um, we were saying, "Hey, there there are a lot of things he's presenting about." Yeah, I mean, it's hard to deny that the U.S. dollar has has declined. Um, and we can talk about the merits of some of the things he's saying. But I thought it was interesting. I had started to do search just for the firm. And one of the articles I came up, and this is just off of uh, uh, the Sunday Times uh, of London investigation. Um, this page of resource of Brian Deere for the Sunday Times um, of London investigation of California-based and Vax Gen, which led to uh, dealings with Frank... Porter Stansberry, and and um, in this article uh, was offshore alert October 11, 2007. We were saying a U.S. judge fined uh, Agora subsidiary and editor 1.5 million dollars for securities fraud. And the so I'll try to give you the story as concise as possible here. But uh, an investment newsletter publisher and its editor have been hit with a million and a half dollar fine and financial penalties after a U.S. federal judge determined they defrauded their own subscribers in a security scam. Judgment in favor of the SEC uh, and against Maryland-based Pirate Investor LLC, now called Stansberry and Associate Investment Research LLC, and Frank Porter Stansberry, was issued at the U.S. District Court for the District of Maryland August 1, 2007, 28 months after the completion of the bench trial. Um, so they had to disgorge about $1.3 million of profits, um, from their fraudulent activity and then also pay a fine of about $120,000. Um, and basically they, uh, you know, accused the defendants of fraud concerning a special report authored by Stansberry using the pseudonym J. McDaniel 
about a publicly listed uranium enrichment services provider and a promotional super insider tip email offering a special report for sale that was distributed on May 14, 2002, after which pirate investors sold 1,217 reports for $1,000 each, Ethan. Wow. So it just kind of goes on to talk about um, the nature of the fraudulent behavior um, that uh, that were untrue. It said the, and the special report contained numerous statements that were untrue. Some of the untrue statements may not be actionable. Um, for example, the pseudonym J. McDaniel or even the predictive nature of the statements. However, the essential fraudulent element, the misrepresentation that the purveyor of the Special report had a particular inside source for the precise date on which the stock price would rise is definitely actionable. Um, so in this case, he was making this uh, report that made him appear that he had knowledge that he really didn't. Um, and it's just, I thought that's interesting given that his first thing is bragging about how he's correctly right. predicted uh, other things. It wasn't just the last crisis. So if you listen to his intro, there was a variety of things. But it's a very scary and a very emotionally charged presentation, um, as, again, they often are. And our view is, you know what, um, even if you had, and there were a few, a handful, and we talked about the book by Michael Lewis, The Big Short. He, he, he illustrates a few managers, the hedge fund manager, Michael Berry, and um, an analyst who was at, uh, at Oppenheimer at one time. I for, I'm forgetting his name right now, but... Him and a group and another small group. I mean, these guys uh, had been digging through the subprime mortgages and had determined, hey, uh, you know, the issuers of these things really don't understand the default risk and the way that the ratings agencies are, are rating these. They don't understand either. So they're misrating them. They're giving them AAA ratings on tranches of mortgages that are really junk right. um, and have a very high likelihood of massive default. The fact that those in themselves... Uh, defaulted, however, um, wouldn't necessarily have dr driven, I think, the, the whole financial market under. The, the fact that the big investment banks were issuing, and companies like AIG were issuing these credit default swaps, which were allowing other people to bet against these mortgages going bad, right. complicated and... and <clears throat> exacerbated and it. Exacerbated the issue greatly because they lost billions of dollars on these things um, because they... they fully didn't understand the risk. My point, though, Ethan, is the average individual, even if they had some insight into that occurring, and I don't think even the guys who were buying these things, I mean, it's one thing to make a bet that the market's going to go down or a stock's going down, particularly when it's other people's money or it's a component of someone's portfolio that you happen to be running, which is a very aggressive kind of, hey, we can do anything. It's another thing for the average individual investor to think that that's a good strategy throughout their lifetime is to try to predict these pivotal global crisis and global boom uh, turning points. And so that my point is on that, that the, if you look at our model portfolios of just passively managed, globally diversified asset class portfolios, from the very peak to now, um, through the bottom, right, peak to all the way to the bottom to now, um, most of those are even if not positive. So if all you did and it was properly diversify yourself away from owning, you don't have to have someone to tell you to avoid Fannie Mae or avoid Lehman Brothers, right? You don't own it in a high concentration, <laughs> right. right? Because all these things don't always come true. Um, and it's elusive and it's, I think, mis, um, 
a little bit misleading when in hindsight someone comes to the table. And you'd also have to really evaluate every single one of his letters, right? To really understand is, hey, how, how many predictions actually come right? Um, and so in a lot of cases you can be right, but again, the strategies to actually implement it, you may become insolvent before it pays off. So people shorting technology stocks in the late 90s, right? <laughs> yeah. A lot of people didn't remain solvent long enough to hold those positions. So they were right that, that, the, that those stocks were overvalued, but they didn't know that the bubble was going to continue for year after year um, after the point in which they already became historically expensive. So my point is a lot of times you can become insol- you'll become insolvent before markets get fully rational. Right. Um, and that's another element of efficiency. So I don't know what you have to say about all this. I've kind of laid it out for you. Yeah, I think you did a great job. So. Okay. Uh, Our advice the other couple weeks ago when the Japan issue first hit was, hey, don't abandon your your diversified global portfolio, right? Um, and it's interesting to see the market has recovered substantially. I mean, it was getting hit pretty hard. Yeah, three days in a row, very three big days, losses. And everything going on in the Middle East. Mm-hmm. Um, and a significant amount of that's recovered has been recovered already. Yeah. Um, as well, during that period of time, we have, I happen to have a, we have some new clients here that were, have been just recently signed up and weren't invested very long ago. And some of those portfolios, you know, there are moderate allocations, maybe 60% stocks, 40% bonds. And, um, you know, those portfolios during the, during the period we're talking about here, even though we've seen some volatility, have done just fine. They've held up just fine. The, the bond components did their job. They actually had, you know, positive returns during the, when the markets were going down because of the crisis in Japan. And since then, as the markets rebounded, um, you know, the stocks have, have, have basically fully come back. Right. Um, so we, we really tamed the volatility by selecting an allocation for, for some of these new clients here recently that are is very appropriate for them and will ride this crisis out as well as any yet to come. Yeah. So don't, there will always be someone out there trying to sell a newsletter or an investment strategy which is highly geared towards emotional responses. Another thing, just because there was a crisis in which not every, which most of Wall Street didn't predict, um, doesn't mean that it's easy and every time someone else comes up with a prediction that it's going to be right. Um, And a lot of the data that was presented in that presentation was widely held public knowledge. And the the market tends to be pretty good most of the time, not every time, but pretty good if it's out there and it's public, pricing that risk into the market. I think it, very few people fully understood what was going on with the, unfortunately, with the subprime and how that would work with the real estate. You know, as soon as it came, became available, though, as soon as it was public, what happened? It quickly and rapidly adjusted. The prices uh, were reflected in the price, in price of stocks as the information became public. Yeah. That's a sign of a, an at least a, a responsive market to, to new news and things like that. Informationally efficient. Well, Ethan, let's uh, dive into, we were going to finish up our little presentation on uh, risk-managed portfolios in a way we were talking about building it. I think we had a little bit to get through. Uh, we've got a couple minutes before we take a break. Maybe you could kind of do a quick recap of what, what we're talking about yeah, right. and then where we kind of left off. Sure. Okay. You got it. Uh, basically, we were, we were talking about a, a presentation that we recently put together that really hinged on, on two primary threats to anyone's investment success, and these are, are things that are basically everybody has to deal with. Um, and the first thing was in combating inflation, and then the other thing was was combating volatility, market volatility. 
And we had basically started the, the, the presentation off by going into a little bit about uh, what, what, what approach is best in, in terms of investing. And one of those factors we, we outlined here was that success is not dependent on predicting the future. In other words, you don't have to be a, a, you know, a soothsayer or a, hey, what do I keep on hearing these? Uh, Sorry about that. <laughs> what's going on around here? I, I was trying to shut down that, that website. <laughs> I'm just kidding around. It won't let you click off. It actually says, don't, before you click away. No, oh, I see. Yeah, it's even more aggressive. <laughs> so just recapping um, the, uh, the main points of the presentation before we get to the conclusion was that investment success does, isn't dependent on predicting the future. Um, as, as Ken likes to say, leave that to the, uh, what do you say, Ken? The suits psychics. The psychics, that's right. So you don't have to predict events. Um, you also want to invest in a, an approach that is likely to perform over your investment time horizon. So again, don't forget about that. You have to account for the time frame from what you're investing in, whether if it's a year or, or 20 years. And you also want to address the risks of the stocks and bond markets together, not one or the other. How much time we have left? Uh, we, need to, we need to hop to a quick break. We'll okay. come back for our last second. All right. All right. We'll be right back. Whether the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now, toll-free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Are you an individual investor looking for a trusted financial advisor? Or are you a financial professional looking to connect with a world-class wealth management firm? My name is Simon Liu, Portfolio Manager with Empirical Wealth Management inviting you to contact us at 1-800-923-4307. That's 1-800-923-4307. Or visit our website at empiricalfs.com. That's E-M-P-I-R-I-C-A-L-F-S.com. Our mission at Empirical is to provide clients with the most effective, unbiased investment and financial planning advice available. Empirical is changing the way investment advice is delivered by striving to put our clients' interests first. Call us now to get started with a no-cost, no-obligation discovery process. The number again is 1-800-923-4307. Or you can begin this process on our website at empiricalfs.com. Spin It with Chuck Foreman has a spin on so much that's going on. It will be hard to fit it all into the promo. We'll talk about the weekend games, what to look forward to, hot topics in the news. Spin It Old School, which gives a back-in-the-day approach from Chuck. A no-spin zone where Chuck gives an unbiased opinion and lets you do the same. Chuck will be taking us around town and around the world with news, happenings, and more. It's football, news, and happenings. Tune in for Spin It with Chuck Foreman. Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Holistic living is nutrition for not just your body, but your mind and your soul. Holistic nutrition goes far beyond the foods that we eat or the supplements that we take. Discover natural means to heal your body and regain your innate healing powers. That's Holistic Living with Tina Marie Jones on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel, live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Tune in for your weekly dose of good holistic living. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. 
You are listening to Empirical Investing Radio with Ken Smith and co-host Ethan Broga. To call into the program with a question or comment, please dial 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to contact at empiradio.com. Now, back to Ken and Ethan. All right, welcome back to Empirical Investing Radio, last segment of the show here. Again, if you want to give us a call, 1-800-923-4307. That's 1-800-923-4307. Send us an email at contact at empiradio.com. Contact at empiradio.com. If you're an individual investor, we'd love to talk to you, take a look at your portfolio, and uh, no pressure, no obligation. See if there's any value we can help add to what you're currently doing. All right, Ethan. All right. This is the last segment, right? All right. Make it count. All right. Do the best here we can. Uh, So I was just recapping um, our little presentation that we put together, and I've gone through a few of the things that you want to be sure that you have when you select an investment approach. And the last couple items on my little list before we continue on with the, the remainder of the presentation was uh, one that affords you the highest probability of success. And actually, that's something we talked about today already. Um, you want to be investing in, in, in a way that gives you the best odds of reaching your goals. Yeah. We talked about being playing the, the, the side of the, the house in the casino example rather than the gambler. Those odds are stacked in the house's favor. Now, let me ask you a question right here real quick, Ethan. If you know what the odds are and you know what the right decision is based on those odds... If those odds don't work out, do you should you kick yourself or change your strategy? Or should you say, I made the right decision based on the facts and the evidence that I had and what those odds were? So if you have, for example, if, if, you're, if you were presented with 70% odds of taking action A and being successful, mm-hmm. um, I mean, 30% of the time it's not going to work out. Right. If if the t- when you do it, it happens to be that one of those thirty percent encounters, did that make it a bad strategy? Did you make a mistake by choosing choosing the the path A? I don't I don't think so. Obviously, no. I don't think that would be good. I mean, if you invested the, on the thirty percent chance all the time, you're after time you're going to lose your money. Right. You know, if you have a series of say a hundred years to go, <laughs> right? Right. Thirty thirty of the years you're going to you're you're just you're going to lose and. 70% of the time, you're going to win. Right. So I'd rather bet on the one that has the, the highest odds of okay. success. So you, you, you take, a, um, you take a, a chosen course based on what the appropriate strategy or the prudent strategy is um, before the fact, and then you don't kick yourself if it didn't work out um, exactly as you hoped after the fact. You don't, you don't chalk that up as a mistake. So perfect example is you own one stock. And most advisors, regardless of where they sit on the on the on the the debate about active, passive, or structuring asset class. Uh-huh. Most advisors I met agree, hey, you know what? It's probably not the best idea if we're in the in trying to preserve capital uh, to be in one stock, right? The, and if you sold that stock and all of a sudden the stock doubled overnight, and the market, the investments you bought, uh, really just stayed even. Um, you might be able to, most people have an inclination to think, Dang, I shouldn't have done that. I made a big mistake. I knew it was going to go up. I should have held on to it. But it was the right thing to do. 
because of the potential c- catastrophic risk you face by owning one. Right. I think it's something that people make a lot of. of um, they kick themselves over, and they don't fully understand when they're making these portfolio decisions that a prudent strategy is a prudent strategy based on the statistics and and the results before the fact. It doesn't matter what happens after the fact. It was still the right thing to do and the best course of action. Okay, proceed on. Yeah, and that's another way of saying, it. You know, the, again, the longer you play the, the sort of game, if you consistently do the right types of things with your investments, the more likely it is, not a guarantee, but the more likely it is you will be rewarded for that. Yeah. That's the gist of it. Okay. And then the last thing here, the best approach that I have here on, on the best approach is one that's grounded in sound investment principles. So things like being diversified, right? having the right allocation for you, being disciplined. Those are some some sound investing principles that don't really change relative to the market. Those are things you should always incorporate. Right. So in the first part of our presentation, um, we had addressed the issue of inflation. We, we found out what that could do to a portfolio, to buying power, particularly for those in retirement. Right. And we had, we had found that uh, that's one of, the, one of the single biggest threats that you'll encounter. And then also the le- next thing was the volatility, uh, trying to mitigate some volatility. And in our view, volatility primarily comes from owning, well, lots of stocks. The more more stocks you own, relative to bonds anyway, uh, the more likely it is you'll you'll you are to experience some volatility. Um, so therefore, typically when you're entering um, uh, a distribution phase of your life or retirement, you want to have some bonds in there, some things that provide some stability. And the way we do the bonds, as we went through in our presentation, was basically owning a mix of of very high quality, fairly short term. Um, and bonds that, that include some inflation protection in, in the form of tips. Right. Right. And then I think toward the end here, Ken, we were just getting to to uh, to our targeted premium portfolios. Right. Right. That's right. And the targeted premium portfolios, as we refer, we, we refer to them, are basically a combination of, uh, on the equity side, you have a combination of um, uh, your typical S&P type of exposure in addition to some of the sort of supercharged returning asset classes, such as, uh, emerging market small cap, emerging value, or international small cap value, and, and things like that are added to the equity piece that you may have in, in the S&P 500. And then we combine that with a, a very conservative bond approach. And over the years, looking back, and we've ha- we have the data that goes back for since 1970 on a lot of these portfolios, what you end up getting when you combine a portfolio uh, that has those characteristics, i.e., a large percentage in bonds and the equity that you do hold, um, sort of high-octane equity, you can achieve a portfolio that gives you sort of stock market-like returns. When I refer to the stock market, I, I mean the S&P 500, sort of the average return for that over the last 40 years um, with about one-sixth the volatility, which is very intriguing. I know. I was, I was surprised, too. Well, that's interesting. <laughs> wow. Yeah, but that's basically right. If you took out the average... Uh, Look at the targeted premium portfolios that we have, and we'll focus this discussion on the the 70% bond, 30% equity targeted premium portfolio that we have relative to the S&P 500. um, Looking at the average declines over the last 40 years, um, you have a a situation where the S&P is, is on average, when it is declining, about 26%, uh, where this portfolio is down about less than 5% during the same periods of time. And clearly, there's a difference there, right? You have some pretty right. safe and secure bonds with ma- matched with some very sort of uh, diversified equity. But that difference is critical for investors. Yeah. Yeah, the, the research has shown us is that equities, because they are pretty risky, um, have a higher expected return. And certain parts of the equity markets 
have higher expected returns because they're more aggressive or riskier than other parts of the equity markets. Right. Um, if you feel that equities as a whole have the potential to go to zero, um, which we think if you own all of them is a pretty unlikely scenario, but a lot of people do think that's a, at, at times, particularly at the bottom of the re- last market downturn. Felt like it. Uh, yeah, it certainly felt like it. But an equity is an equity is an equity. I mean, you can't really lo- go more below zero. So by saying, hey, I'm, I'm going to reduce my exposure to equity, uh, but the equities that I do keep, maybe it's 30% of my portfolio is an equity because maybe you're, you're you know, you got a little shell shocked in this last market event. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to emphasize higher expected. And let me, you have to keep the word expected as the emphasis here. No guarantee of anything, but higher expected return, like small value, emerging markets, those types of areas, uh, and keep your bonds pretty conservative. Ethan, we're out of time. Already? For the show. I know. You can't get enough. I'm sorry about that. You could be here all day handing out (laughs) golden uh, nuggets of of value, not real ones. But um, anyway, we hope this was useful. If you want to give us a call, 1-800-923-4307 or contact at empiradio.com. And uh, hopefully we'll hear hear, uh, you'll hear us again next week. Take care. Thanks. We hope you've enjoyed Empirical Investing Radio with Ken Smith and Ethan Broga. Please join us again next Thursday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll see you next week. The advice given on this show is for informational purposes only. It is not intended as investment advice. Please consult a financial advisor before undertaking any investment decisions. While the show's producers have tried to provide accurate and timely information and have relied on sources they believe to be reliable, the show may include inadvertent technical or factual inaccuracies. Ken Smith and Ethan Broga do not warrant the accuracy or completeness of the materials provided and expressly disclaim any warranties or merchantability or fitness for a particular purpose. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.